The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again the beginning of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, which was the second Sunday after the Epiphany. Again, thinking of the wise men coming to worship the infant Jesus. Well, we're the second Sunday after that. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 to 4. Jesus said, Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my birth, he made mention of my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus began our reading here by calling out to everyone and telling them that what the Lord had done is that the Lord had called him and set him apart for a very special purpose, to be our Savior, to be our way to eternal salvation. When he says here, from my birth he made mention of my name, well, what that means is that even before his birth in Bethlehem, Jesus was set apart. But we could also think how the scriptures say that he was set apart even before the creation of the world. We can think of how we say in the Nicene Creed, we say that Jesus was eternally begotten of the Father. He was set apart already in eternity. God said to Jesus, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. See, now Jesus is the true Israel, what God ideally would have liked his people to be. He is the true Israel because in perfect obedience, he kept God's law. He was perfectly obedient, never sinned, never did anything wrong. He was what Israel was supposed to be. He was obedient to the Lord's wishes. And now Christ displayed God's splendor or glory throughout his life. He never made his heavenly father ashamed of him. You know, the father said of him, with him I am well pleased. He never made his father ashamed as, as children we probably often did or did often enough against our parents and, and as tragically we often do about, with regards to our God that we would make him ashamed of us because of our sin and our rebellion against God. But Jesus never made the Father ashamed. When he was tempted by the devil and the sinful world, he stood strong. He stood strong. He was completely obedient to the Father's wishes. And now he's our perfect example because he lived the perfect life, he died the perfect death, he served as the perfect servant of our God to be our savior. Well, the apostle Paul said, therefore God exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In our reading, Jesus also shows us that he is true man. He said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. Well, Jesus is true God. Always has been, always will be. But he also became true man. And as true man, the task that was before him, it seemed so overwhelming. That's why Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane ended up praying, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. And even though that task ahead of him, going to the cross, facing Satan's sin, death, and hell, even though that task seemed impossible, as true God, Jesus knew he was doing the Lord's work, and therefore his victory was an absolute sure thing. He couldn't fail, even though the devil, sin, and the Jewish leaders went after him as hard as they could. Christ's obedience in, to the Lord's wishes in spite of such opposition, what that does is it oh, maybe motivates us to do the same thing as well. Let's live our Christian lives no matter what the consequences would be. Let the light of the gospel shine through everything that happens in your life. And oh, for an example, maybe when we're around people who maybe are taking the Lord's vain, name in vain, and we hear that plenty, unfortunately, but when it happens, let's not follow their bad example and try to blend in with them so that we would not look different from others. And let's also not keep our mouths shut and not say anything because that's not making a witness for Christ at all. Instead, if possible, if it's beneficial, we'll want to stand up for Jesus by telling those people that, that God didn't give us his name to curse and to swear. God rather gave us his name to bless us, to tell us of his grace and mercy and love. Some people will probably think we're strange for standing up for Jesus like that, but, but at the same time, there might be some people who might respect us for standing up for what we believe. And through our actions, well, the Holy Spirit can maybe work on some hearts and plant the seed of faith in someone's heart. So let's ask God for his help so that we can better be obedient to the Lord's wishes and be his witnesses. We'll want to work at be obe being obedient to the Lord's wishes. But aren't you thankful when we think about our efforts to think about Jesus' efforts and think about how he was perfectly and completely obedient to the Lord's wishes? Because he was and is perfectly obedient to the Lord's wishes, that's why you and I can be certain of heaven.
Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for submitting to God's will for us and being completely and perfectly obedient to the Lord's wishes and for winning eternal salvation for us. We pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.